As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Fish Rally friends, welcome to the service park here in Salai. We're almost look by at the end of day two. We've got one more stage to go, but but we're cheating a little bit, Rally friends, and we're doing our end of day review before the end of the day. We are. You can't say we're not honest to you. We'll no, put it that way. We could have tried to cheat it, but you probably would have noticed, so we won't. But look, let's start by talking about the man who leads at the end of today. But with one stage to go, he will more than likely lead at the end of the day. It's Sebastian Ogier. We guessed he'd be quick today. Did we think he'd be as quick as he was? It's hard to say, isn't it? Because as we all discussed it yesterday, we spoke to Seb about it, we spoke to Cali about mm. it. These are stages that he knows very well. And yeah. the comfort he's had this weekend has been impressive. But as you say, he just drove away into the distance, didn't he? There was nothing Robin Perry could have done. Ogier was just on it from the stage one and away he went. It really was. He was mighty, mighty impressive. And don't forget, we keep you know, restating this. It is his first tarmac event since... Monte. Monte Carlo. First tarmac event since Monte. He hasn't won an event since Monza last year. Uh, but it, there's a swagger about him that's kind of been missing for the last two or three events. He was there in Monte Carlo, and then he almost was playing second fiddle to Robin Perra until Robin Perra won the championship in New Zealand. And that swagger, that confidence that I am the champ seems to have returned. It is interesting, isn't it? I've said it quite a lot this weekend, but it's his first time he's done back-to-back rallies all season. But you have to Very wonder... Very good point. Yeah, but you have to wonder, is there a little bit of it that, OK, Robin Perra's got the championship now, there's like nothing that they can... OJ wasn't in the race, mm. but there's nothing they can compete for. They're just two drivers, mm. same rally, same condition, mm. same car, and going for it. It's been a good day, definitely. I feel... Uh, I feel happy tonight. Uh, the feeling with the car was great, and I could enjoy like every every stages today, and then increase the gap most uh, most of the time. So um, no, it's been uh, very positive. So the plan is to make it smoothly tonight now, and uh, and keep this 20 second lead to go in the, into the last day for sure. I have to say, folks, it's been one of those rallies that hasn't really set things on fire, really. You know, but but I tell you what is going to get me excited is this battle that we are really seeing developing between Robin Perra and Thierry Neuville for second place. Robin Perra has slipped backwards today towards Neuville. Neuville hasn't been happy all day, but Robin Perra just hasn't been at his best out there. He's not really found that sweet spot in the Yaris today. He hasn't, and I think obviously the big damaging thing, Neuville took a bit of time out of him on the first stage of the morning, but that last stage before we come back here to where we are now, before the Super Special, really didn't go as well at all, did it? I well, we what. don't know what, yet what happened in that stage. No. There was a very strange incident before Robin Perra, before the start of the last stage proper. It was the penultimate stage of the day. Uh, you'll keep an eye on dartfish.com. We will let you know what that incident was. But he lost a whole load of time. It really upset him at the start of the stage. He said, I think in the stage end comments, 
it wasn't nice. It was un he did, I don't know if he used the word unpleasant, but he said it wasn't nice what happened. And it, it clearly knocked him off his, his stride, really, yeah. didn't it? But, do you know what? Before that, he didn't look particularly happy all day with his performance. No, he certainly didn't have the same confidence and assurance as Oje mm. did, put mm. it that way. And as I say, we all expected him to be this battle of the two champions, but really, it's, it's, he slipped into Newville's hands there, isn't he? It's a, a big battle for seconds well, rather than first. Kelly, first of all, can I ask you, what happened before the start of that previous stage that upset you so much? Um, some things on the, on the settings of the car. I, I didn't have hybrid for... Uh, for a beginning part of the stage, for sure that messed up the driving a bit, and and yeah, then I think uh, just uh, starting with a bit too hot brakes, I lost them also at the end, or not didn't lose them, but uh, but went went quite bad at the last downhill, so <laughs> not an easy stage. Now it's a bit uh, closer than what we wanted, but yeah, on my side, I don't really have a big pressure to do anything crazy. Nouvelle, another driver that hasn't been at his best today, hasn't been at one with his car today, but has he's putting up a fighting performance out there. He has, and he, he's tried his best, as he always does. We know how tenacious he can be, and when he's in the rhythm, he really wants to fight for positions. But as I say, we're going to have to go back to Oji. I don't think he's had the, anyone's had the pace really to, well, apart from one drive, who we'll get to in a second on one particular stage, but I don't think anybody's really had the pace to take it from Oji. Because we, we spoke to Neuville at lunchtime, and he knew it was slipping away, but he was like, I'm not going to give up. So let's talk then, Luke, about one or two of our other drivers out there. Danny Sordo. You know, Sordo, potentially his last Catalonia at the very highest level. Desperate for a stage win. My goodness me, did he claim a proper stage win out there. Where did that pace come from? It's what we're all asking ourselves, isn't it? It's the most bizarre thing. He did say at the end of the stage that he made his friends a promise that he had to win the stage, and he said that to us this morning mm. as well, so do check that video out from the start of Saturday if you haven't already. But it's, it is the most bizarre thing. The pace did improve in the afternoon, but it was mental how much time he was taking at everybody else. It yeah. was quite something. And he was looking for a setup that gave him that confidence. It's all about confidence here. There's no question that the high Hyundai, when it's right, is a stage-winning car. He's a man who looks as if he is devoid of confidence. There are two, um, so let's talk about both of them. Elvin Evans, at the end of the last stage proper, stage 14, asked about the settings. He's going backwards and forwards. He said, I'm going round in circles. This is a very alien Elvin Evans to me. You know, he was making progress through you know, 20, 2019, 20, or 2020, 2021, you know, right there in terms of championship challenges. And this year, oh, He's nowhere near the same driver, the same man, nowhere near the same levels of confidence. No, we've been talking about it a lot this season, but he just really isn't quite on top of the car. But cameraman Elliot was actually speaking to me before we started this, and he was asking, have we ever heard Elvin that defeated? That sort of open that things just aren't working for him? Mm -hmm. I can't think of a time it's... No. It is quite concerning from his end, because how much can he change... It almost feels like he needs to change something mm. with himself now, change his style perhaps to, to get on top of the car because his teammates can do it. Absolutely. He just can't quite get the most out of it for himself. There's no question. He's in the best car. You know, Evans has made progress all the way through his career. Progress, relatively steady progress, but he's always made progress. And this is not progress. There's no doubt about it. It's frustrating. You know, uh, I want to be fighting at the front, obviously. Uh, and it's, uh, there's no question it's frustrating. Um, I think it's partly, you know, the new regulations. Uh, in the past, I was able to have so many options to, to find what I wanted. And now we're so restricted. And to be honest, the, the guys have adapted better. So uh, it's as simple as that. No. This is almost, you know, going backwards for Elvin Evans. You could very similarly, probably actually in a worse situation, you could say is uh, Craig Breen. And, and again, okay, 
yesterday. Difficult day for Breen, didn't really show us an awful lot at all. Looking to make some quite radical changes today. He went with some changes. He changed the car back to settings that they used during development testing. I mean, goodness me, that, that's fairly extreme in terms of setup changes. What do we think? Has it worked? It doesn't sound like it from what he's saying, does it? It's mm. continually for Breen, it seems to be issues with the, with the front. He's just not finding grip, he's understeering. But as you say, for, for context, I'm pretty sure those development tests that Emerson did were 12 months ago, at oh. least. Like, it's, it, it's, <laughs> quite, least. it's quite a lot. Yeah. I was going to say alarming. Is that too strong? I'm not sure. But it's quite worrying from his perspective that he's having to reach back to something he was doing that long ago to find a bit of confidence. It's, it's just not been his weekend, does it? Let's put it that way. It's more than worrying. It's actually desperate. I mean, that, that, that for me is desperation stakes. It's, you know, I've tried everything. Nothing seems to be working. I'm going to try something completely radical. Stroke desperate. The Craig Breen we are seeing right now is a million miles from the Craig Breen who was the most consistent driver at the start of this year. He was delivering podium after podium, had rally winning pace. The Craig Breen that's out there now is a different man, a different driver. He's in a different place entirely and it's desperate to watch. Yeah, he is. And we all know, and Craig will know this more than anybody else, we all know he can do better than Absolutely. this. Absolutely. But it is, it's a complete head-scratcher, it really is. Things just haven't worked out. And that sounds really general to say. But I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. Nothing in Look, there. I'm getting nothing. Nothing in there. I won't test it. No, thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, who else has impressed? Who else has been on form out there today? Who else should we be talking about? I suppose we could talk about Greensmith. <laughs> You know, we should really talk about Greensmith. You'll see this accident now as we talk about Gus Greensmith. Do you know what? You know, if you want to be at the party with the big boys, you've got to show big boy pace, you've got to show big boy commitment. What we've seen in the last two events is Gus Greensmith showing a bit of commitment, showing a bit of pace uh, and coming unstuck. Is that part of the development process? To a point, I think, yes. Part of me actually is suspicious. He's a Manchester United fan, and I, I've wondered, because it's two rallies in a row now that he's retired at a Saturday lunchtime, the final stage before it. So is he just trying to watch the game? Who knows? I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but as a conspiracy theory, I don't want to get out too far. Look at Colin's face. Look at his face. He's not happy. But no, it, it's, it's difficult for Greensmith. It really is difficult. For I can't concentrate when you go like that. But it, it is difficult for him, as you say. It's Crashes do happen. They do, but... I don't know. This one seemed really, really bizarre. I think it was just the pace. Not it was basically pace a pace error. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of damage. You can see there's a lot of damage to that car. But my goodness me, look, the M Sport boys have been busy this afternoon, working really hard to get that car back up, to get it back into park for me and ready for tomorrow. It looks like they're going to do it as well. Some effort from the boys and girls at M Sport. Yeah, I think they must be the best trade mechanics in the business. If I've got a lot <laughs> there, to there's do. not a centimetre on that Rally One car that they aren't all intimately familiar yeah. with. Yeah, even the drivers at some point this year have been in there having a look in, in service as well. But yeah, it, it is an overlooked part of our sport, I think, Colin. The, the job these guys can do, obviously in this time, they, they have, I think it's three or four hours to do yeah. it. So the time pressure maybe isn't as severe as other points in the rally. But you look at that car, you take that to your garage, they, Days, weeks, days, weeks to get weeks, it done. Weeks, maybe it's, even months. Yeah, even months. It, it's incredible it's, these guys yeah. they have everything. They know and what girls. to do. Yes, yes, well pointed out. They have, they know what to do. They know where everything goes. They just do it. They get on with it, and then there's no complaints. They just do it's the job. It's the calmness that always gets me. They are such a professional bunch. Everyone knows exactly what they have to do, and they go about it with a, a calm efficiency, which is actually quite frightening at times when you watch them. Fantastic stuff. You know what have we got to look forward to then tomorrow? Look, we've got that battle for second place. I think to look forward to. Yeah, I think that's going to be the main point of interest now. With with OJ so far ahead, nobody wants anybody to see a mistake. And 
I think for the champion's point of view, it'd actually be quite a nice story if he does win as well. But in terms of an entertainment spectacle between now and the finish line, it's kind of his to lose. But as you say, there is a bit of a battle between Sordo, Evans and Breen. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. Yeah. Worth watching. You know, yeah. reasonably big gaps, but certainly worth watching. Uh, listen, folks, uh, 56 kilometres, four stages left tomorrow. Uh, the day starts with what? What do you start your day normally with? Breakfast? Oh, I see what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Starts with, with breakfast. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and have breakfast with Takamoto Katsuta because he, he has a very interesting breakfast routine. We're going to leave the last word or two in this review to Takamoto Katsuta, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. What did Takasan have for his breakfast? There is some suggestion that it was a mixture of things. What did you have for your breakfast this morning? No, that's normal. I'm taking always porridge. And uh, that's very Scottish. I I also love porridge in the morning. I never eaten porridge before I came in Finland. In Japan, always rice and things. So. So here's the question. I've discovered the Finnish way of eating porridge, and you would never get Scots people doing this, but I like it. Porridge with butter. In Scotland, we have porridge with cream and sugar and honey yeah. and also oh, lots of sweet things. But with butter, have you tried it? Uh, no butter. I'm eating with a jam. Uh, strawberry jam. Yes, yes. Um, then I'm basically eating uh, fried egg and sausage. But not in the same bowl. Yeah, um, this is a this is a problem that uh, I'm saving the plate. Basically, I don't wanna give the too many plate to the team because they need to wash it. So I just put the one plate, everything together. But this is important. It's not touch each other. You understand? It's same plate, on the same plate, but it's not touching each other. So this is important. Please mention it. Okay, it's that, that's really important. But what's more important is what order do you eat it in then? Because if you break the egg, the egg yolk could run into the porridge. Ah, yeah, I, yes, I, I know. I, but you, uh, your point. But uh, I'm eat first porridge, everything, then egg. So never mix it. So don't worry. Can I have breakfast with you one morning, Takasan? Yes, next time. I can't wait. I really can't. Um, where do we go from there? Uh, I don't even want to know about your morning now. That'll do nicely. Thank you, Takasan. You're welcome. Thank you.